Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Wednesday, January 20, 2021. The data updated last night say that in Italy we have vaccinated 1,211,000 people or 1.93% of the population. The ranking of the regions by percentage of vaccinations may compared to the doses delivered say that in the first three places from the top are Marche, Piedmont and Veneto. In the last three places from the bottom are Calabria, Molise and Basilicata. At the moment Italy is in seventh place in the world for the number of people vaccinated, second after Germany in the EU, both in absolute and with respect to the percentage of population, vac- population vaccinated. Dear friends, uh, as promised, but just because many of you keep asking me, I update you on the government crisis in Italy. This won't be uh, short and it will be painful. What Italians saw yesterday looked like a scene from The Leopard, the, the great 1963 movie directed by Luchino Visconti based on the novel of the same name by Giuseppe Tomasi di Lampedusa, the one famous for the phrase everything must change for everything to remain the same. Yesterday, 156 senators voted for the government, 140 against, and 16 abstained. So the government that does not have a majority, to have it would need 161 senators. But yesterday, it did not fall. <coughs> this means that the government knows very well that it will have to continue the campaign of buying, I mean buying, some senators in addition to those it already bought yesterday. Only that from today, they will cost much more. In addition, a new official group will have to be created in the Senate to contain the circus that said yes to the government's advances where there is really everything. Without an official group it would be impossible to continue the work of the government in Parliament and therefore a group will be born containing senators who insulted each other until yesterday. (coughs) Senators who (coughs) insulted the government (coughs) until yesterday. Senators who before yesterday were kicked out of the group sustaining the government. Senators who have always voted and said the opposite of what was said again yesterday by the Prime Minister, who made a speech in which he went to pay homage and court all those senators one by one who might be sensitive to his advances and in some cases he hit the mark. The vote also saw the yeses of a number of life senators, highly prestigious figures appointed by the last two or three presidents of the Republic. Now, these persons, the life senators, do not always participate in the parliamentary sessions. One even lives in the United States and had to take a plane in a hurry to arrive just in time for yesterday's vote. So it is impossible to count them permanently in a government majority. Furthermore, it was mentioned yesterday that the founder of the party from which the prime minister comes and still uh, uh, belongs to, had complained just a few years ago that life senators never die. He complained about that. Now, today they are essential to his majority, and personally I can only wish them a long life, thanking them for their success in their careers, which is why they are life senators. But if you ask me why they voted to support the government, whose head comes from the party founded by who complains because they never die, I don't know what to answer you. But if you think this is the strangest thing that happened yesterday, you are wrong. Would you believe me if I told you that yesterday the Italians locked in their homes for almost a year for more more or less total lockdown, saw on television all the senators chatting amiably, attacked and close to each other, touching each other, often lowering their masks or holding them without covering their noses, 
at much less than the distance to which all Italians are obliged. Italians have been paying high fines for a year now if they do not respect the distance, the prohibition to touch each other, and the obligation to use a mask. Theaters and gyms, cinemas and museums, buses and subways, restaurants and stores have been closed, and if some of these places are partially reopened, everyone must stay more than a meter away and with the mask to cover mouth and nose. In Parliament, on live television, no. But again, if you think that this is, this is the strangest thing that happened yesterday, you're wrong. Would you believe me if I told you that television images showed one of the most important ministers in the government speaking on the phone during the debate in the Senate, wearing a mask, and that he spent the entire call, phone call with his hand in front of his mouth, you know, when you don't want other people to read your lips. And so he put his hand in front of his mouth so that people could not tell what he was saying by reading a movement of his lips, without understanding that with a mask on, you don't need to cover your mouth. Do you believe me? Yeah, it happened. But again, if you think this is a stranger thing that happened yesterday, you are wrong. Would you believe me if I told you that the whole of Italy was last night for more than one hour waiting for the result of the most important parliamentary vote in a year, and there have been important ones, make no mistakes, in a year of pandemic? Because a pro-government senator who was literally missing all day and did not answer the phone and nobody knew where he was yesterday, uh, known to be a proud conspirator, COVID denier and Novax, showed up yesterday all of a sudden just as time was running out so that the President of the Senate had to spend an hour reviewing footage to figure out whether or not his vote was admissible as if she were reviewing a sports game in which the referee must judge the validity of otherwise, or otherwise of a goal on which the outcome of the Super Bowl depends. Would you believe me? Well, that's what happened. If you think I'm making this stuff up, you are sadly mistaken. It was probably the most humiliating parliamentary moment of the last 30 years or more. And if you know me at all, you know that I am ashamed to say this and I'm not happy about it. Now, the situation is this. What's the situation? You can judge for yourself. We have a government led by a person who has never run for any election and he's been prime minister for more than two years now. Never run. A person who's, who in the same legislature, in less than 50 months, managed to, to have the courage to first say the Trump agenda is our agenda when governing with the former fascists, and then the Biden agenda is our agenda when governing, governing with former communists. The same person. A person who doesn't resign to get a new post from the President of the Republic, as everyone would have done after a vote like yesterday's, because he doesn't even trust the parties that still support him, and fears that if he resigns, those parties will indicate another in his place. But he has already promised a new law that will increase the number of seats in the government to be able to repay the promises made to buy the votes yesterday. A person who leads a government that does not have a majority in parliament, that since it was born, has been in the minority in all polls, every one of it. Every, everyone that has lost almost all local elections held since the government was born and that yesterday survived the vote only by buying senators who had insulted him until yesterday and having the vote of those who normally do not participate in parliamentary sessions. A person who leads a minority government in a parliament full of people who at, uh, at the last elections took the votes of a party and then made a U-turn and went, and went to another party that supports ideas opposite to those of the voters who voted for him or her. A parliament delegitimized by the approval of a law 
and the referendum that cuts in half the number of components from the next elections when the great majority of the deputies and senators know for sure that they will not be elected again. So they are willing to do anything to keep their chairs as long as possible. Also because uh, in a few months the white semester begins, that is the six-month period preceding the election of the new president of the republic, during which no new elections can be held, so just hold out a little longer and then the risk of new vote that sends them home will be avoided and, and the market for MPs will be even wilder. All this is happening in the midst of a pandemic that killed more than 80,000 80, Italians so far, at a time when the largest and most delicate vaccination campaign in the history of this republic has begun, in the midst of the explosion of a public debt that to be repaid will compromise the future of Italians who are not even born today, in the year in which Italy released the G20, at a time when we must write projects that will serve to use more than 200 billion euros of a new Marshall Plan, but this time European and not American, in a situation, because you need to know it, in which if it were not for the European Central Bank that has been buying Italian public debt for months at very low rates, Italy would already be bankrupt, although many believe that it is already is bankrupt, even despite all European efforts to keep us alive. Now, I'm sorry, because that was not a short, not a cheerful, not an optimistic video, I know, I, am, I realize that. It bothers me more to say these things than it bothers you to hear them, believe me. So I hope, I really hope, I won't have to talk about politics for a long time. And above all, I hope I'll never again have to describe disgusting scenes like the ones the Italians were forced to see yesterday in the Senate of the Republic. It's all for now, it's all for today. I'll see you on Friday. Please wear your mask, please stay safe and stay healthy. Please do not behave like the Italian senators yesterday. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was With Italian News. Ciao from Rome.